This episode is brought to you by 17 Hats, your all-in-one business management platform to save you from time-sucking tasks. Put hours back in your day with easy-to-use features like online scheduling, invoices, contracts, questionnaires, and much more. Learn more at 17hats.com. You are listening to the Photobomb Podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Bure Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. This morning, I'd like to pay special tribute to a very special person. This is a person that you know, a person that I know, a person that everybody knows. This is the person who always harmonizes the last line of Happy Birthday when a group of people are singing it. Do you know this person? Is this... Is this a common person in your this, life? Oh, this is, well, uh, first of all, I'm absolutely that person. <laughs> You're that person. You harmonize. Oh, okay. By the way, we have to talk about my license plate at some point. Just oh, because now it's happening. I'm going to make fun of you and you can come right back with that because you harmonize. Really, you do. You harmonize. Well, here's, here's the sick and twisted part about it is it's like when I do it, it's fine. But when I hear someone else do it, I roll my eyes so hard. I'm like, must have been a theater major. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those. But when you do it, it's perfectly cool because I was in a band. Yeah, it's a double standard. (laughs) It's an absolute disgusting double standard. But, you know, um, when you are in a group of people and it's a birthday and and let's say it's your birthday, that way you don't have to sing. So it's, 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 it's your birthday and people are singing happy birthday to you, which I'm sure you hate. Then yes, absolutely. There's no way that you enjoy that kind of attention. There's no way. No. And so, uh, when you hear that last line coming, and somebody pipes up in the back with the, the harmony, instead of going "Happy yeah. Birthday to you," they go "Happy Birthday to you." <laughs> and is that how you sing it? Like oh, an yeah, opera just singer like from operatic. the 30s? Oh, it's. I mean, why? Why okay. do it if not? You take the high harmony. You take the high. Really high harmony. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm I'm more of a tenor than a baritone, you know. So I'm gonna right. go a little. I'm gonna go high. So you know, and how, how do what thought pops into your head when that happens? When it's high and clear, and you can definitely know that there's only one person doing it. Right. Well, the the, the same thought that pops into my head most of the time in situations like this, which is who invited Gary? <laughs> it's not about you. That's how you go. It's not about you. You know. No one's, no one, no one's going to turn and go. Oh my gosh, Roger, that was marvelous harmonizing. You know, I haven't have a spot open in the band. If you'd like to come and join with us, it's happy birthday, dude. Just sing happy. One birthday. One of the guys in our barber shop quartet just got COVID, yes. and we really need a, we really need a tenor. We're really in a bind. <laughs> We're performing at the state fair next Thursday, and who, who should be standing next to me but the best happy birthday harmonizer I've ever heard? This is going to be, this is going to work out great. This is going to work out perfectly. This is, do you have a styrofoam hat and those garters you put on your sleeves? Yeah. You're in. <laughs> what do you mean? And then I immediately pull off my breakaway yeah. tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you just pull it off. Like, <laughs> put on your hat and your, and your mustache. Yes, absolutely. You know, Boo-Ray, when the universe closes one door, they open up another door. And on the other side of that door is yeah. a man dressed as a carnival barker with a fake mustache. Yeah, you got to have the cane. Yes. You know, the, oh, absolutely. The, the you got to have something. To, what am I going to twirl if I don't have a cane? You need something to twirl. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not about, it's happy birthday. Like, let's get through this ritual and move on as fast as possible. Let's, let's not, uh, let's not heighten it up to some operatic or musical theater level. Let's just get through it and move on to the cake and the drinking. That's yeah. really well, what Yeah, really, because it's all about getting to the cake. Right. Let's yes. get to the cake. At that point, if I haven't already been drinking, me, I'm doing something wrong. Pie. Pie. Oh, you're a pie guy. Yeah, not a. We've not, had this discussion. Yeah, I, I just it just it just washed back over me. I'm definitely, cake is ridiculous. Why is cake ridiculous? It's awful. It's spongy, dry, sugar top thing that's awful. And then you get like a really nice lemon meringue pie, or a really nice apple pie, or blueberry pie, or pretty much any pie on the universe, and it's better than 99% of the cakes out there. Anytime you make this argument and someone says, no, cake is good, I say, give me an example. They always give me an example of a cake that's got pie stuff added to it. They're always like, what about about ice cream cake? I'm like, ah, that's ice cream and cake together. 
but just a, a piece of cake with nothing but a piece of cake. And I see a lot of cake at weddings. A piece of cake is just a dry, sugary. Yeah, see, this is the problem. This is you're biased because you just only eat wedding cake. You know, there's good cake out there. There's great cake out there. There can be some good cake. Like a nice little piece of lemon cake with my coffee is okay. Mm-hmm. But but I'm saying it's nice in that in that aspect. But if you're like, I need a really good dessert, you got to go pie. You got to go pie. You think you pie? Because like I don't like, like a silk a silk pie, chocolate pie. I'll take a French silk pie, but I'm not a big... Yes! D- get, keep your fruits and vegetables away from my dessert, please. I don't like fruit in any kind of dessert. I don't like apple pie or blueberry pie or peach cobbler. I'm not into any of that. I want chocolate. And on top of that, I'd like some more chocolate. And on top of that, a little more chocolate. And then a huge scoop of vanilla bean ice cream would be right, great. Let me ask you about that. Let me, let also me covered in more chocolate. Right. What do you like? Okay. How do you feel about... Banana pudding. I'm I'm pro I'm pro pudding. Generally. I'm pro pudding with vanilla wafers in it, right? Okay, now you're making a pie. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. I mean, think of it, kind of, but vanilla wafers yeah, were I always mean, if, in the banana. If you pudding. have banana pudding without vanilla wafers, I believe there's somebody has done you wrong. You know, somebody forgot the vanilla right. wafers. You don't just. But eat I had that pudding. yesterday. We had that yesterday. Went to my mom and uh, mom and dad's for a, an early Father's Day because it was the only day everybody could get together. And uh, for dessert, we had. Uh, banana pudding and I was just like this is excellent this is so much better than if we had some stupid dry sheet cake mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but cake is just a disaster it's hard to put candles in banana pudding you, true in fact pie itself isn't as conducive to candles like it's really you know it That's doesn't true. it does so I mean really I, I believe the proliferance uh, the, pl- the proliferation of birthday cake really is due to its advantage in holding candles in place cake is good as a presentation device. Okay, we can agree. We can agree. But as a dessert, no. I disagree. And I think that the okay. majority of people will disagree with you on that. But that's okay. okay. That's you're used to being that guy. That's fine. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying you go to the break room, put out a Publix cake and put out a couple of apple pies and see which one goes first. I see, I think that's going to depend. That's going to depend. But I, they'll both go because any excuse to go away from your cubicle and, and do something else. Yes, is they'll both funny. go, but the pie will be like, because pie. I mean, come on. That's pie, just man. in your head, man. Cake is where it's at. Not, oh, no. It's just so Unless much, pie is so good much. when it's filled with things that are supposed to be in cake, like chocolate. Mm, okay. Chocolate that's valid. Pie. All right. I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. So uh, you had some big stuff happening this week. I did. I did. I, uh, I got a new car. After 15 years and two months wow. of driving the same Ford Expedition Limited uh, that I bought new 15 years ago. Yeah, it was about the size of a school on. bus. That thing is enormous. Yeah, it's giant, giant. And, and the family loves to make fun of my parking. There's no, there's no pull-in parking. There's pull-in, pull-back-out, straighten, pull-back-in. Right, back everything's in. a three-point turn. Right. Yeah, every, yeah, everything. Yeah, so I've been doing it. But, but man, it's served me well, helped my family. It's the only car. My, my children... My oldest just graduated high school. This is the only car she's ever known that dad has driven. Wow. This is the family car. Yeah. Right. So it was pretty, it was kind of sad. And then, um, so I got a new car. So I got a a Kia Sportage. Ooh, Sportage. (laughs) Is it French? No, it's the Sportage. But if you buy it in in England, it's pronounced Sportage. But also I do that because Because we we call it. it. We call it reportage. Reportage. It's reportage. So if it's, re- if it's reportage, then it's sportage. Portage. Sportage. Uh, it's a case And what's funny is this car, um, it's not a full size. It's not like the Highlander size SUV. Right. But it's not like the tiny, tiny roller skate SUV. It's like a mid size so SUV. Between. Yeah, yeah. Mid size, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it has the largest storage in its class. And I went and took my gear up there and made sure it would all fit in the back. And it does. But it's also full of every upgrade bell and whistle you can imagine the car drives itself everything's auto you know auto lights auto wipers uh you know everything uh the, the entire front of it is nothing but screens mm-hmm. there's no you know it's it's cool it's very space agey and the msrp on that car still less than my ford expedition cost 15 years ago that's wild to think about. Very wild because cars have gotten much more expensive. Average price for a car now is like thirty six thousand dollars. Big Expedition is a big car, and it's not. They're it not is. Cheap. It's eight cylinder. I get that, but it was forty grand MSRP when I bought it, and the car I just bought was thirty six. Then of course they tack on all the dealer stuff, and it ends up being thirty eight or thirty nine. But still, I was surprised to be able to get. I'm not trying to. You know me. I'm a research guy, so I researched out. You know, like crazy. 
And there's, I could not find a car that had as much stuff as this car and as much room as this car at this price. Anywhere near this price. This episode brought to you by Kia. Kia. <laughs> <laughs> Kia. They're not, they're not that bad. I didn't think I could get all that stuff at anything less than, than 40 now because cars are so expensive now. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, the idea that you will, buy, you will finance a car for five years and have a payment that's over $500 to an old guy like me is just like, what? Yeah. A car payment is supposed to be like three fifty for four years. Yes. Not supposed to be five hundred. Oh no, they'll do seven five years, years now. Or six years. They'll go out to seven years if you if you want. They'll go out as long. Yeah, as I you think want. I'm at I'm at uh, yeah I'm at six years. It's a six year financing, which is crazy to me. Six years. I'm checking my notes, and it says here that we have to talk about the Kia's bumper to bumper one hundred thousand mile warranty. Is that the- yeah? They have that stuff too. Sure, <laughs> but I'm just saying. But still, six years seems like an awful long time to finance a car. Yeah, you're it, way yeah. tired of the car before. You, that's the thing. I don't want to be tired of the car before I stop paying for it. Yes, but that it depends on the person, right? Like we lease cars because you know we right. our our family's been growing, and so I, what the the situation we're in now is. We leased a Toyota Sienna, like the base model Sienna, which is still like a forty thousand dollar car. Like it's a the is that minivan? minivan. Yeah, Sienna minivan. Yeah, minivans are expensive. And we got the one. It's got no. It doesn't have screens. It doesn't have all the the infrared headphones. It doesn't have any bells and whistles. And you know, it's just like it. it the hatch doesn't even open automatically. You have to still open the hatch with your hand. Oh, yeah. you're a philistine. Yes, yes. I'm a luddite. Is what I am. <laughs> do you have to, living do you have to hand crank yeah. the windows down while you're at it? Do you have to go around the front and crank it to start it? What doesn't are you have windows about? actually. You have to open the door <laughs> and yell at people. Glass is expensive, Gary. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's, well, the the thing is that when you sign a lease, right? And you know this. When you sign a lease, you agree to a sale price on the car at the end of the lease, right. and you have the first right of refusal to buy the car at that preordained price. So we're we're coming up to the end of our thirty six month lease in October. And because of car prices and inventory problems, like the price that our car, we could buy our car for is going to be like $10,000 less right. than it can, sells you can for buy now. And keep it. You can buy and flip it if you want it. Well, that's, well, you know, we're in that position, right? But then we have to go buy a car. So like right. our best so bet I, is yeah, to are just... Are going to buy it? I think we are, yeah. I think, I think we're going to buy it. Well, I actually, I dated an accountant once and that's what she did. She said, she said that economically that was actually the best thing to do was to lease a car and then buy it um, and then buy it at the end because the actuary, she said the actuary tables, once she mentioned actuary tables, I knew that I, there was no point in me trying to argue. You became aroused like, once she mentioned actuary tables? <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, actuary tables. Hey there. She knows what she's talking about <laughs> and she was like, yeah, no, she's, she, she's like, no, because you know, the, the most appreciation is in the first three years and you're getting at a cheap price while it's depreciating and yada 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 and i was like oh. and maybe i could maybe i should have done that with this car but i've never i've never leased a car and it just makes me nervous it's just you drive too many miles like we don't drive much like we got we've had the car well, i'm not now we've had the car three i used to years drive too many miles when i was when i was driving all over the state state and teaching but uh i'm not doing it so much now uh, yeah that's so. the that's the thing anybody who had a lease really scored during the pandemic because we didn't go anywhere yeah. we put like five miles on our car in 2020 you know so it was like that's that's just kind of where we're at. But I, what I want to get away from, I'm excited for you to have a new car because this is a big deal. I've known you a long time. and you've There's had, more to this story, by the way. Oh, all right. Well, then let me go ahead and just hand you back the baton. <laughs> you have the baton now. Please continue. I got a call from my daughter. First of all, here's what, here's, what, here's what my Friday was supposed to look like, Gary. Okay. Friday, I was supposed to pick up my new car and then take my wife to see the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. Oh, you, oh man, I'm so jealous. Yeah, right. That was supposed to be that was supposed to be my Friday. Then on Monday, they contact me and they say um, the car is going to be ten days late. Seems accurate. So no car. Yeah. Okay. Well, That's okay. All right. Well, still going to the Doobie Brothers on Tuesday. The Doobie Brothers cancel and push back six weeks. Uh, so now my Friday, which was going to be the best Friday ever, get your new car become, and see the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, nothing. Taking your best right. girl to the Doobie Brothers in your brand new ride. Ah, horrible. So on Thursday, I get a call from my daughter. She has a flat tire. And I'm like, okay. Uh, She's got a boyfriend with her. I'm like, okay, you're going to have to change the tire. She's like, yeah, there's no spare because it's a Kia. And she has one of the Kias that didn't have a spare. I'm like, okay. Um, I'm like, I'll come up there. So I come up there and it's got like the whole thing. You you, you know, a little, it comes with a little device and you plug it in, supposed to blow up the tire so you can get it somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, no, the tire place is right around the corner. We're not going to use that thing. We're just going to jack it up, take the tire off, throw it in my truck, take it over to Sam's club, 
get a new tire. More to the point, you, my daughter's boyfriend, are going to do this. <laughs> That's right. Because he's never changed a tire. And what? I'm like, all right. How old is this? He's 18 years old. He's never changed the da- Exactly. The dad shirt comes on. I'm like, dude, you've got to be able to change a tire. It's a rite of passage. And we'll talk about that. Rites of passage for boys. A, you have to be able to change a tire. Right. Uh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to put that on the list. You have to be able to change it. You have to be able to tie a tie. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, um, and th- he didn't know how to tie a tie. I tied his tie for him for prom. So I'm like, do you need some education? This kid not You're have changing YouTube? This tire. He must not have YouTube because, like, <laughs> I guess so. He's 18 years old. What do you do when you don't know how to do something? You go to YouTube. I don't know how to change so, a tire. Yeah, it's amazing to me how much my kids don't get that. And I'm always like, they're like Dad, I'm like, you know how I'm going to figure it out? I'm going to go to YouTube. Just go to YouTube and figure it out. So, so we change the tire. So we go over to Sam Club, and I am, believe it or not, in a good mood. Yeah, because you're because getting to to, to to tutor this boy. He's your. He's, I'm just like I've decided I'm not going to turn this. You know, it's hot. I'm not going to turn this into that moment. I'm gonna. This is going to be a fun moment. I'm going to be like, we're going to get a tire. This is going to be fun. So we go to get the tire, right? And I'm like, after the tire, I'm going to take you guys. We're going to get a Slurpee. It's going to be great. You know, we're going to have a good time. So that they get the we get the new tire, and uh, we're waiting on the new tire, and there's a lady there, and she's got this this thing by the door and she's got packages of cookies. She works for Sam's Sam's. And then she's got these cookies in little baggies. And I'm like, why are you standing here with all these cookies? And she said, this is where we go out to deliver when people drive up for delivery and we, and we take it out to the car. And so the cookies are for them. We take, we take them cookies. Now here was the question I had. She was breaking the cookies in half and putting a half a cookie in each baggie. So you got a half a cookie. Uh-huh. And I was like, Okay, is this a money-saving thing? You're trying to save money on the cookies? Because I'm betting that the baggie costs as much as the half a cookie. Yeah. You could just go out and, and just say, and hand them a cookie with your gloves on. I just, I couldn't get the whole, you're giving me a half a cookie? So she gave me a half a cookie? If someone gave me half a cookie, I'd throw it in the trash. I was just like, why are you giving me half a cookie? So she gave me, but she gave me half a cookie, which was nice. So we're waiting on the, on the tire. And I said to my daughter, and she's like, oh, you know, don't get one that's too expensive. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna buy the tire. Tires on me, baby. You know, I I just felt good. Man, I'm like, you're good mood it. today. You're killing it. I'm I'm killing it. I'm I'm dadding out the butt, dad. I'm I'm dude. I am just like I'm helping with the tire change. I'm in a good mood. I'm buying your tire. I'm taking you for Slurpees. Here's a cookie. Everything is great. My phone rings. I look at it. It says Newport Richie. I hit it. Hello. The guy says hi. This is Newport Richie Kia. I knew it the minute I picked up the phone. Uh... I go what? He goes your car is in. Just like that. Yes, the minute I t- I was like, I'm buying you a tire. Ring, your car is in. That's great. <laughs> I was like, karma. It's karma. Okay, so let me guess what happens next. What happens next is you bump into Michael McDonald at Sam's Club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he gives you a private concert in the parking lot. Yes, it does. Because everything's coming right, up boomerang. Right there. Right there. She come from somewhere <laughs> back in the long ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. It was wonderful with his sparkling blue eyes, Gary. Yes. Oh, the blue-eyed soul. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so the concert is now in July, so we'll go in July, and we can't figure out why they postponed it, but we think they that it, Bobby says she thinks it's because of COVID, because Hillsborough County is a hot spot right now, and she thinks that's why they postponed the concert. Yeah, it's possible, and you know these guys are in the in the high risk category because they're all like eighty yeah. years old, you know. But yeah. also, you know, bringing a whole bunch of people together, even though it's it's in an amphitheater. Right. Well, you know, I was actually looking at numbers because uh, I do follow it, even though everybody else seems to have forgotten. I am kind of following what's going on. And the real concern is, has always been the strain on the healthcare system to be able to provide care for right. the massive number of people. But although infections are up like a, a good amount, depending on where you live, hospitalizations and fatalities are only up a very small amount. And so we're like right. well within our ability to take care of it thanks to vaccinations and treatments. Yep. Pfizer yep. has a really good treatment that's like mitigates death and serious illness by like 90%. So like, it's just a, you know, but I get it. Now, I don't want to get sick because it's still at the point where if you get COVID, you have to like clear your week, which is very Yeah, I'm getting tested today. Yeah. I don't, I feel fine, but um, the kids were kind of sick and... um and so, I'm, so, I, so I was like, you know what? Let's just all get tested. So everyone's been tested but me, and they're all negative. So I know I'm negative, too. I feel fine. But I'm going to get tested anyway. But also, I'm taking a cruise at the end of the month. Right. So you have to get tested right before the cruise. 
But if you've been positive, like in the last month, you can test, you can sometimes test positive. Right. But if you have been positive in the last month, but you have a doctor's note that says he had COVID, but he's symptom free, then you don't have to test and you can get on the boat because they know that. You know, right. They do they the same the when you fly, I think. Right. So now what I'm doing is with the family, I'm like, we're just getting tested every week up until the cruise so that if one of us gets it, hopefully we'll be outside of incubation by the time the cruise comes and we won't have to get tested. That's my fear. My fear is that we'll get it like at the beginning of July and then test positive at the end of July because we had it at the beginning of July. Uh, when in fact, we're not contagious. And then no cruise for you. Yes, which would just be horrible. Yeah. Because well. we, we literally booked this thing a year ago. Oh, man. Well, you yeah. know what would be great is if Michael McDonald was on the cruise with you. Was on the cruise. So you got a new car. Is, are you done with the yes. story? Is that the story? I am done. I'm, I'm, it was a long story, but, but the important part of the story I thought was the karma part. So well, yeah. let me just send those. Let me send those love vibes out to the peoples and to the say, peoples. "Listen, peoples, to the peoples. listen, peoples, peoples, get in a good mood, do something nice, and something will come back to you." Namely, a 2023 Kia Sportage. <laughs> you got to turn those lemons into lemonade, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you also did something horrendous, a crime against I humanity. Did. I did. I absolutely did. And this, this, this um, is a thing that I think we, gosh, I've just been kind of dying to talk about this because <laughs> like. Yeah. It took me a second. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I did. It's awful. It's awful. When I worked it's in construction, awful. my business partner, Chris and I, we used to spend a lot of time in our truck driving from job to job. And, and, and you, and this was like, there, there wasn't social media. There wasn't, there was no way to keep yourself amused. There was only a radio. And so like, we would do a lot of things to keep ourselves amused. And one of the things that we would do is we would heckle people who had vanity plates. Like we would roll down the windows and we would just start yelling their vanity plate out the window. Yeah. You're that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) I was terrorizing people on the road. That's horrible. You think what I did was horrible. That's horrible. You're screaming. Some poor woman driving her Civic. Oh, why? Why is the man yelling at me? Yeah, when that when the license plate on that Civic says "Hot Granny," then she's she's they're asking for it. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you if you put a vanity plate on your car, you're starting a conversation that you may not want to have. That's all I'm saying. So one uh, there was one one we saw uh, that was like a souped up Honda Civic, and the license plate said "Lofi" L O W F I, and it was. uh, you know, like low fidelity recording. So this was basically someone who was in, in our area. We have a a, a, multi, a multimedia school called uh, Full Sail University, and it's a lot of audio engineering, film production. And so it's one of these like 22-year-old, like Full Sail graduate hipsters who is like, thinks that records sound better than CDs right. for some reason. And, you know, and lo-fi, lo-fi. And so we're just yelling, lo-fi, out the window. And, the, and he's speeding away. He's trying to get away from us. Ass man. Ass man. Ass man. And we follow lo-fi. Anyway, he finally takes a turn. We're not going to like follow somebody, but we were going in the same direction. And anyway, so he turns off. A week later, we go to pick up our new, our new employee to go out to a job with us. And we pull up in front of his house. And whose car is sitting in the driveway? <laughs> But Lo-Fi. Lo-Fi is sitting in the driveway. <laughs> and it turns out that Lo-Fi is our new employee's roommate. And anyway, he's a great okay. guy. We ended up being friends with him for years. And he's a really good dude. Uh, but you Did know. you tell him? we were, By the way, we were the people who were scaring the bejesus out of you on the highway last week. Yes. And he was okay with that. It was fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Also, also a little scared of you. We waited a little while to tell him till like we were friends, you know, like. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I would have waited too. Lo-fi. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Anyway, yeah. so you have crossed over to the dark side. Yes. And gotten yes. yourself a vanity yes. plate. I have. Okay, so first of all, I'm not sure what the original prompting was to get the vanity plate. Other than the fact that I was getting a new car and I wanted a new plate because my plate is disgusting and and old and you can't really get it clean. So I wanted a nice new plate. So I was like, well, then I'll have to get a vanity plate. You can't, I don't think you can, I guess you can just order a new plate if you're, yes, you can if your plate's like broken. Because when when I was in high school, they had the World's Fair in Louisiana and they had a special World's, the plate came out that year was a special World's Fair plate and my friend wanted one. So we go down there. This is back in the day when you had the kind of friends who were like, I have to go down to the DMV or trying to get a new plate. You want to go? and you would say yes because there's no internet because <laughs> and there was nothing else because there's nothing else to do so you just go right yeah, i gotta sure, go man. sit in a waiting room for two hours you want to come sure so um so i go with him so he walks in and he's like i want to get the, the new plate and they said well you can't get a new plate unless you know your old plate has been damaged or whatever 
And he was like, oh, okay. He said, they said, do you have it? He goes, he goes, yeah, let me go get it. So we go out in the car, we take it <laughs> off his car, and then literally we curb stomp that thing to death right there. We just like, you know, damn, bam, bam. <laughs> just curb stomp it. Just beat all the hell. And then we take it in. Here you go. It looks like a truck ran over it. And then they went, okay. And I think they knew. So he got the new plate. So, Good news um, is they work at the DMV, so they didn't care. So I got to get a new plate. So I'm going to get a new plate. So I'm like, well, I'll order a vanity plate because a lot of times we have that when you go to parking spots, especially here at the beach, it's uh, charged by plate. So you you walk over to the machine and it says put in your plate number. And I always I don't have my plate number memorized. Right? Do you have your plate number memorized? Right? I have no idea what my license plate is. There you go. You could if you would put a gun in my mouth and said you're going to blow the back of my head off yeah. if I didn't tell you what my license plate number was. I'm a dead man. Exactly, right? And that's me too, right? After 15 years, still don't know it. So I was like, I'm going to get a vanity plate so I'll remember my license plate. And what I was going to get, <laughs> what I, I didn't think of the double entendre until second was the car, I had a hard time picking the color on my car. And one of the color I decided on is wolf gray. So I was going to get wolf gray as, <laughs> as the vanity plate. It would be just like I can't just call it gray. It's got to be wolf gray. W-L-F-G-R-Y, which is, vanity plate but no one you wouldn't even know what it was but i would be able to remember it wolf gray or or better yet gray wolf Ooh, wow. ow. yeah yeah that's me gray the, wolf. Old, so, the old the old the old gray wolf so uh so i get uh, wolf gray i just don't want to let that go get. but i'm gonna so i go to the thing and you got to type it in to see if it's available and i'm just about to type it in and i'm like well i have to check i mean I got it. I just got to check. She said, curiosity, I got to check. So I type in. Of course in, you do. Boo-ray. And no one has it. And now I'm like. Well, you have to get it at that point. I have to get it now. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's, I mean, my, my, literally my name is available. I've got to get it now. And, with, you know, we, our license plate has a big orange in the middle. Right. So you can split it in half around the orange. So my license plate will be boo-ray. Boo on the left and Ray on the right with the orange in the middle. Here's the great thing about it. I know it's a vanity plate, but no one's going to know that because no one knows what Boo Ray is. I just imagine people driving behind you in traffic tr struggling to try and figure out what it means. Exactly. They'll be like, hey, okay, is he a Rays fan? Is that... Oh, oh people are going to think that I hate the Rays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our baseball team is the Rays. I'm going to get egged. People are going to be like... He hates the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays fans are going to hate me. Or you're trying to scare a guy named Ray. Okay. <laughs> That's what they're going to think. Gonna, people are going to think that I hate the That's, Rays. That is so priceless. That'd be, I thought about that. That'd be like, if, if you lived in Boston, it'd be, it'd be like F Celtics. <laughs> yes, I can, never, I can never go to a Rays game again. Not in my car. <laughs> Parked out in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get a, get a license plate if you live in New England. Get one that says Boo Pats. Like, that'd be great. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be good. Somebody's going to key your Kia. They're going to ruin it. I hadn't thought about that until just now. You should have gone with Gray Wolf. But here's the thing. The Tampa Bay Rays, they don't really have any fans. You know, <laughs> not that level. You know, it's not like the Celtics or, you know, or Yeah, people Boston. aren't going to bleed for the Rays. I mean, people yeah. like to support like, their own like, team. That guy hates the Rays. Yeah, me too. Yeah, nobody's going to start a fight in a bar. I mean, if you're a if you're a Yankees fan and you're in a bar with like a Red Sox fan, those two guys might get into an argument. But right, nobody's yeah. going to fight over the Rays. Yeah, nobody's getting into a fight about the Rays. So, uh, so yeah, I hadn't thought about that part of it. But yeah, I'm I will have a plate on my car that says Boo Ray. But the beauty of it is, when I go to park downtown or when I park at the beach or when I'm in my office and somebody needs my license plate online because I'm getting a toll tag or something, I will never forget. My license plate. All right. So you came at it logically. And although I, I, I want to make fun of you, it's kind of awesome to have your name as your license plate. And remember, right. it will be easy. So I can't. That logic is unassailable. It's still a crime against humanity. But still. It is. It is. But let me ask you this, though. Is it better because it's my name and, and you and which makes it rare? Like if I had gotten if I had gotten one that was like Gray Wolf or, you know, photo guy, that would be worse. Gray right. Wolf is so cool, though. I know, but you would think that getting your name would be the worst thing you could do, but because it's almost impossible to get your name, it almost becomes one of those things where it's like, cool, because it's so rare. Yeah, all no? right. Okay. Yeah, all right. I mean, you also... Okay, have, so yeah. I'm just saying, if, if I had said, I'm getting Gray Wolf, wouldn't you have made more fun of that? No, I, you know what? You'd think I would, but it's pretty damn cool. <laughs> the Gray Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> 
And it fits you. Wolf. I don't know why, but I think it fits you. Come on, you're driving a great car, and it says the Gray Wolf. What are you, sixteen? Yes. What are you? Are, are, are you Linny? Yes. <laughs> from, from Linny and Squeaky. My, as, as, yeah, but you got to look. the lone wolf. Like pile yourself into your midlife crisis mobile that says Gray Wolf on the on the <laughs> <Exactly>. vanity plate. <laughs> <laughs> my mid-sized SUV with my four-cylinder engine. Vroom. I'm the gray wolf. <laughs> you know, with, with, with a, it's the, on the back where you have the, the, the pictures of the family, mine's just a wheelchair. Yeah, I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. Yeah. Like, it'd be better if it was the, a handicap plate, too. Like yeah, with a gray wolf with a handicap plate. Yeah. Oh, like that. <laughs> that, that, that's what you need right there. <laughs> All right, it's, uh, it's about that time. It is. It's time for photography news. Photography news. I took the high harmony on that one, just so you know. You I did. did. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very, very cordial of you. Uh, if you're like most photographers, you didn't go into business for the paperwork. Uh, does the chaos of invoices, emails, and to-dos make you crazy? Well, that's where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your business. 17 Hats handles the time-sucking tasks like payment reminders, capturing leads, scheduling your meetings, with 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically and quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. Small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from the day-stealing to-dos, it's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. And meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more what do you got gray wolf big news in photography news this week i know you you got to be excited about this um and that's that capture one is coming out with an ipad app. Mm-hmm. yes i know all about this because i read the headline to the article so there it is <laughs> <laughs> that's all you know i i thought you would have dug deep into this no no I, i've watched uh, some videos on this uh and i'm interested to hear what your thoughts are well, it's going to be four ninety nine a month my thoughts are can you please come out with one for android that's my thoughts yes because i don't have an ipad uh, I have Android, but um, it's going to be four ninety nine a month. It's going to have. They say it's going to be not going to be full featured, so you can forget using Capture One's great uh, skin tone equalization thing, you mm-hmm. know, which I use all the time. You can forget using that. It's not going to have that, but it is going to have a laundry list of the stuff that you do. You and one of the things I really like is they say you'll be able to just plug your iPad into your phone. I mean, into your camera and download straight into your iPad. Yeah, that'd be cool. I love this idea. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, you download straight into your iPad. You'll be able to call. You'll be able to do, uh, you know, cropping, rotating, quick edits, dynamic range, highlight shadows, whites, blacks, black and white conversion, basic color editing, uh, black and white sharpening, noise reduction, uh, film grain, histogram, um, before, after views. I mean, it's it pretty, it's got a lot. And, and then you can export as a JPEG. Well, the interesting thing about this is that the, the way they've designed the interface is it is meant to be used with your hands and it's a really right. in it's trying to be very ergonomic and intuitive and i think it's going to take some adjusting but i think if you sort of give it a shot it will be really really fast and fluid editing with the way they designed it. i would encourage you to check out uh, videos on 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 youtube or whatever on how this works if you know how to youtube but the thing that it doesn't do which concerns me the most is tethering and so you won't be able to tether into it. So this mm. is not going to be a replacement for a, as a tethering solution. That being said, I have been told that that is coming. And so you will okay. be able to eventually tether with this. I think that the problem is, though, if you're paying, the, paying for the full license for Capture One on a monthly basis, it's $19.99 a month. And then now you're paying for this. And they've got Capture One Live, which is incredibly useful. Like you're basically for Capture One and its and its features, you're paying for more than you would be paying for Photoshop and Lightroom together, which would give you access to the Lightroom mobile app built in. And I think that the problem is that Capture One, which I am a user of and a big fan of, I think that they're nickel and diming people to death now. And I think it's it's really hard to make an argument for a working photographer to switch from a such an entrenched piece of software like Lightroom to go to Capture One and pay the extra money and get these extra features, I am of the opinion that they should have just given this to people who are already paying for the license. That's valid because the biggest problem with Capture One is that you still need Photoshop. Right. 
Yeah, I'm paying $50 a month for the whole suite of Adobe software because I use Audition and I use Illustrator and right. a bunch of other stuff. And now, and I also pay for the Capture One license. Now, but the, the, the right. other thing is, though, you can also just buy the Capture One kind of outright for whatever two two ninety nine or two forty nine or whatever the heck it is. So you can not have to pay monthly on it, but then you have to keep that same version before it's no longer able to be upgraded for a certain amount of time before it sort of balances out. So you got to right. go two or three years without upgrading Capture One, which isn't a big deal. But then, so, you know, you will get a much better deal on it if you just buy it outright and keep it for three years at a time. But they're adding features so consistently, including some pretty exciting features that I think they're going to be adding, which I don't think I can mention here. But um, uh, the word on the street is there are going to be some really killer features, including some stuff that people have been waiting for for a long time. So they are constantly updating Capture One. Every six months, you get a significant update. Every year, you get big, like a lot of profound updates to the software. And it seems to me, the good news here is, is that they are really working on modernizing and expanding the features of stuff that it does. But I think the money is just going to be a real big problem for people um, who are entrenched in Adobe to pay an additional $25 a month. Now, if the app itself, can you you could pay $20 a month for the full license and capture one, the, the mobile app is included. But if you only want the mobile app, it's $5 a month. I think that's a smarter play. I agree. The biggest problem with Capture One is that there are still things I have to go into Photoshop for, and that annoys me no end. There's probably four or five things that if Capture One could integrate those into its program, that I would seriously consider giving up my Adobe, you know, my, my Photoshop Yeah, you wouldn't really need it, would you? Like if you could do like more detailed skin retouching and there were more plugins available that for the stuff. Content that I aware fill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Content aware fill is a big one. Uh, you know. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. I can't. I, I just, when you just said it, I just realized how much I actually use that. I use it so much. Content right. aware Content fill. aware fill is huge. I mean, we never used to have it and now I use it every day. <laughs> and now you can't live without it. Right. Um, uh, much like a, a vanity license plate. Mm. Uh, and also the pen, the, the way their pen pressure works is not the same as it is with Photoshop. This doesn't affect you because you don't use a pen. But the way pen pressure works in Capture One is not as good as the way it works in Photoshop, sure. being able to lightly do things. And um, But but, if, it, but just, just a few things. I mean, I go to Photoshop less and less now. And um, if they could just get those into Capture One, because here's what I've always loved, is the idea that you would just open one program to import, cull, make raw corrections, and then export it ready. Yes. That's what I want. Let's export it ready instead of having, we're going to export it to JPEG, and then we got to take it over to Photoshop and do these two or three things that you can't do in the raw editor. Right. And I don't know why that is. I think that it's moving in that direction, though. Capture One seems to be, uh, see, I'm a big fan of companies that are, maybe they don't do everything exactly perfect, but they're clearly innovating and moving. And Capture One is that to me. They're having sort of a, a rise in popularity and i think that you know it's good for adobe to have somebody nipping at their heels although adobe's massive um i think that as far as in the photo space goes capture one is really trying to get caught up in the ways in which they're not quite on par and so the fact that they are just innovating this quickly and with this much efficiency you know leads, leads me to believe that over the next couple of years we're going to have all the features that we want, although we'll probably still complain about the ones that don't exist. But we'll have all these features, sure. I think, in short sure. order. Sure. I hope so. I hope so. And, it's, and, and I'm always happy for the competition because it, it pushes everybody to do better. Right. Okay. So let's go to... Uh, this is one that I thought you might find interesting. The camera that recorded the first spacewalk is up for auction. 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 And so this is a, a, a Russian camera. This is the, or not a Russian camera, but this is from the the cosmonauts flying there and uh, getting footage of 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 uh, you know their those dudes walking on the moon or whatever. And that is going up for auction. I'm looking at the pictures of this thing, and it is it looks like the inside of some kind of industrial machine. Like the way that this thing would have to be built to function properly in space, the engineering that goes into that to be able to work in low slash zero gravity just absolutely blows my mind. It's called the Vosh, Voskhod 2 camera that recorded this uh, 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 cosmonaut Leonov spacewalk as the first ever Russian space flown camera ever sold at auction. And so uh, I don't know, I'll post that in the Bomber Du Santos. I just thought that was pretty cool to get a, get a look at what this technology looked like. It looks like something that you would just walk by 
in an antique store. But at the time it was made, this was the height of technology and engineered right. to work in space, which I always think is really cool. So I'll post that in the and Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It won't, but it should. It should sell for more than any Leica has ever sold at auction. Hell, Leica. Yeah, because but, but it it's won't. much more valuable. Yes, it's and a, much it's, more historically important yes. than any Leica that's ever been sold at auction for me. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, it, it's, it's like the old Brian Regan bit about you know, people who've been to the moon at a cocktail party. No matter what you say, they're like, "Really? I've been to the moon." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I've win. been to the moon, and that's the way this is. I don't care. You think that's an important camera? Yeah, on Earth, this this is a first spacewalk camera. Yeah, this should be extremely valuable. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I don't. I'm looking for the number right to see what it doesn't say. Speculate as to what it will sell for, but uh, hopefully. A lot. I, here's what I would do. I would take. There's plenty of room on this thing. There's lots of surface area. I would take a tiny red sticker, like a little circle, a little dot, and I would yeah. stick it somewhere <laughs> on it, so that people would think it's a Leica, and boom, it'll triple get, the price. It'll triple the price, no question. Yeah. What else you got? The folks over at Viltrox, uh, makers of inexpensive, I won't say cheap, but inexpensive prime lenses, Affordable. primarily for the Fuji X mount system are producing a lens for Sony and Nikon shooters. It's a popular lens that they make for the uh, Fuji, and it is an f1.4 13-millimeter lens. Yeah, that's... So uh, they what, make this already. What's that end up being on a, on a full-frame camera? That's going to be like... A, uh, about 20. About, about 20. 20 millimeters. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of a fun focal length. That'd be good for, for certain oh, things. Oh, sure. I mean, well, well, you think about how often you're using your 2470 and you're shooting at 24. All the time. Or anywhere. All the time. You're yeah. 24 all the time. And this, this one goes to 20. This one goes to 11, Goes Gary. to 11, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they already make one for the Fuji mount, which is $429, but they've got this one posted up on Indiegogo. Indiegogo. And so uh, if you want to get in on this, if you're a a Sony shooter or a Canon, or I'm sorry, Sony shooter or a Nikon shooter, it is $360 if you get it on the ground floor uh, for 1.4 lens. So two extra stops of light versus your 2.4 zoom. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Viltrox is really bringing the heat. They really want to get their name out there and become like the next big third-party lens like when you know tamron watch your back i guess because viltrox i toy around every once in a while with the idea of actually getting the 13 millimeter that they make for fuji because i'm like okay in an event when i'm shooting the dance floor and everything a lot of times i'm using my 10 to 24 but if you're shooting wide open at 10 you're getting so much distortion in the outsides that anytime i'm shooting wide open at 10 it's so wide that i'm always cropping in so I'm probably really shooting closer to 18 or 20 with that lens. Right. And I could put this lens on instead and get an extra two stops of light in the camera. You hear that, Viltrox? You box up one of those things and you send it to the Gray Wolf. He'll talk about it That's on the right. YouTube That's right. Send it to the Gray Wolf, baby. He'll make a video about it. Oh. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's going to be your new YouTube sign-on and sign-off? Yeah, that's me, the Gray I'm Wolf. I'm Ray Perry, also known as the Gray Wolf. Ow. The Gray Wolf. All right, so yeah, so I think about getting it every once in a while, but here's the problem. At 1.4, you're going to see some chromatic aberration. Mm-hmm. You're going to see some softness in the focus. And mm-hmm. they say, if you really want it to be good, you need to go about to 2. And I'm like, okay, 2, 2.8. Uh, you know, now I'm not getting... I wanted it at 1.4 to be excellent. But if you want it to be excellent at 1.4, you're going to have to spend $1,000 for it. No question. Right. Yeah, or $2,000. Or, or 3. So, so yeah. So, that, so that's where I've always been like, uh, I haven't... I, I feel like I, I don't know that I would definitely use it. But I do love the idea of it. Well, you know what I love? What's that? I love it when you call me Big Papa. Uh, did I call you Big Papa? <laughs> well, let's talk about Biggie Smalls in the news today because he loves it when you call him oh, Big yeah. Papa. You see what I did? That was called a that was called a transition. I did there. Yeah. It was. It was good. Yeah. yeah. So, good. what do you know about this copyright uh, lawsuit going on between? Uh, okay. Chi Modu, uh, photographer. Chai, photographer takes pictures Chai, of Chai Chai Modu, the photographer's yeah. name. What was his? His name is Modu. It's Chai Modu, Chi Modu, Shi Modu. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. There's got to be something on his website that tells you how to say his name. He's a very, very famous hip-hop and rap celebrity photographer, and he's been doing it for a very long time. And he has some iconic images of some of the most famous people, Tupac, Biggie, etc., etc. So this guy, Modu, takes pictures of Biggie Smalls. Biggie dies. His estate starts marketing Biggie like crazy. He is getting paid $3,000 per image in a licensing agreement from Biggie Smalls' estate for the images that they are using, and they are making millions. 
So he decides he's going to start using the images himself. And he starts licensing these images out to other things. He puts them on skateboards and snowboards and, and other things to make money. Biggie Smalls as a state then decides to sue him for using Biggie's likeness without permission. Right. And this goes back to, you know, the, there was a thing with uh, uh, Snoop saying a little while ago that, that celebrities should own their likeness. Right. We talked about so, it. Right. So they're saying that, that he can't do this with Biggie's likeness. And his thing is the classic, the minute I pulled the, sh you know, the minute I clicked the shutter, I own the copyright to this image. This is a copyrighted image. Copyright is recognized nationally, whereas uh, likeness rights are more of a state issue. Uh, copyright is, is recognized worldwide. Um, I clearly have uh, precedence here, and I have a right to do whatever I want to do with this image. Now, I read the story, and I looked all through it. What I couldn't find was a thing that said that he had a photo release from Biggie. Right. Now, I, to be honest, I, I follow all this stuff, but I still get confused by it, Gary. Don't you need a photo release to make money off somebody's image? I think I would. I think you do. Like you know, there could, an argument could be made that if I mean, yes, I have the copyright on the image, but I can't use it for commercial purposes if there are faces in it without their permission. That's kind of the way I've understood it, and so that's why we get a model release from our clients is so that I right. Can, you the, know, the copyright means that what it really means is it means that someone else can't use your image without right. your permission and make money, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can use your image and make money unless right. you have. I mean, don't you need? Yeah, I, well, to me, it comes down to what the agreement was when the image, those particular images were taken. Right. And so if, if it was the case, if it were the case where, where this photographer had done the shoot on kind of spec or, you know, the, the licensing was an issue, I would think that, you know, because when it comes to the, the court that's handling this particular case, it's trying to get them to sit down and work it out. Because what's happening is they, he, the photographer does actually get paid money by uh christopher wallace that's biggie small's estate you know up to the tune of three thousand dollars a year per image of him and so he's actually right. getting paid and what he wants is to get paid more he wants to get paid and he wants a hundred thousand a year a hundred thousand a year for them to license out and use and sell the images of biggie and so it's it seems kind of like a mess like I and I and I didn't read it I felt like the article wasn't particularly in depth to the point where I would really have liked to know if there was any existing agreement paperwork model releases licensing agreements in place at the time the photos were taken. Well they say he was not given permission to use photos of Biggie in his portfolio or license the photos to snowboard companies now License the photos or license to snowboard companies, I don't know. But they say he wasn't given permission to use them in his portfolio, which would say to me that perhaps he does not have a model release. But again, I'm really not sure about that because if, you know, if you're a rapper, you're starting out or whatever, and this guy's a photographer, and you're like, hey, man, I'll take some pictures of you, blah, blah, blah. And I take pictures of you and I give you the pictures and, and you know, and like, or whatever. I, I, those are my copyrighted images and if you become famous i should be able to absolutely put those in a book and sell it right and that's not far removed from putting it on a snowboard right and this is the type of thing it's a it's a cautionary tale is why you need to make sure you have your paperwork in place uh you know i photographed professional athletes you know a, a few different you know celebrities major and minor over the years in my studio and it is always discussed and it's usually brought up by them how they want you to not or to use the images and so I, I don't really have any problem. You, usually the people that don't want you to use the images are usually like a minor, like B-level celebrity athlete's wife or something like that. They're like, don't post image. I'm like, fine, I don't care. I don't really don't care. But you get guys like, you know, Mark Seliger and Mark Mann and, and Pete Souza and these photographers who photograph like real honest-to-God famous people and i go on their instagram and they're posting the pictures of those people all the time and tagging them and it seems to be like you could have a really good beneficial relationship where everybody makes money everybody gets paid everybody everybody gets attribution and i don't see you know why that wouldn't have been worked out because it's not like biggie wasn't famous when the pictures were taken he absolutely was he was already famous okay. when this was happening and so if if they don't have a clear-cut use it is either 
the photographer wants to make more money than they're already making off the images, or the family is tired of paying the licensing fees and wants to keep that money because maybe that original agreement was entered into with Christopher Wallace himself rather than because this is like his estate because he's been dead for 20 right. years. You know what I mean? So like, but it's amazing to me that the photos of this person that died 20 years ago, the photos that this one photographer took are still making that much money. I think that's actually kind of... A, yeah, a, that's, a, that's the craziest part. Isn't that awesome? Is how much money... Yeah, you know what celebrity makes the most the, the, the most money off of their image? I gotta say Shaq. It's gotta be Shaq. No, Marilyn Monroe. Oh yeah, she's been dead for 60 mm -hmm. years. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe's, Marilyn Monroe has like a third cousin or someplace who's a multimillionaire because he just makes all the money off of her likeness. Wow, you know, well, that, this there's is a, there's a, there's a, there's like an agency that their specialty is representing dead celebrities. They've got James Dean, they've got uh, Marilyn Monroe, and that, and their whole their whole thing is representing dead celebrities and controlling their likeness. Anyway, the photographer seems very uh, well versed in in this particular part of the law. Everything that I've read that he has said sounds like it's coming from a lawyer. It might have come from his lawyer. He says. Uh, he says, the problem with the language is that it confuses people. It makes people think that they control their name and their likeness rights. He says, in fact, you don't. You control your name and likeness rights around the content that you own and control yourself. But I control the copyright of an image I create for you. And that seems to make sense to me. Yes, that's the way it is. I control it because I created it. If, if, you had, if Biggie had gone to him and said, can you paint a painting of me? And... And he wasn't buying the rights to that painting. He wasn't buying that painting. Then that's my painting. And I can sell that painting to whoever I want to sell it to. Right. Or reproduce that painting. Or sell prints of that painting. It's the same thing with a picture. So in this case, I'm actually, I know the, the model release thing is where we get fuzzy, but I actually am coming down on the side of the photographer with this. I think by default, you know, it's going to come down to who's got better lawyers. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really what it's going to come down to, yeah. But I, but I agree with the judge that they just need to get into a room and hammer out a deal. Yeah, this is, don't waste the court's time. Like, get together on this. Like, there's money to be had. You, you, they'll come to a middle ground. and Or, or um, you know, I, I guess that these stories always pop up with us because intellectual property law and copyright protection is such a big deal for us because it is possible for enough of cases to go by where celebrities are pushing for tighter and tighter control of their image that like once precedent changes then our whole right. our whole universe built around our image creation changes and so what we want to do is to give a voice to say that we need to make sure that we're protecting our rights and so make sure bombardiers that you've got uh got your paperwork together like the gray wolf um, so let's whenever I see whenever I see by the way whenever I see these stories and the judges like trying to get them just to make a deal I always think that really what it is is the judges like oh god I don't want to go down this hole yeah. oh, god, I don't please. I don't I don't want to have I don't want to be researching you know copyright and and I don't want to I don't want to have to go down the hole that I'm going to have to go down to to make a ruling on this that's going to get overturned by another court because I'm not a copyright why, why are you making me do so this so please get into a room and just make a deal yes <laughs> yes um, also in photography news I had my first article published on Petapixel this week. You did? Yeah. So uh, they, Very well written. So professional. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, the um, they, uh, It was a couple of months ago, they put out a, a, just a post on their website that's like, we're looking for contributing writers. And so I applied and then I got it. And they, well, they asked me to pitch, what kind of stuff would you write about? And so I literally just in an email because I don't plan these things I don't think about it. I just wrote like eight ideas and then just emailed them back emailed the editor back and he's like cool okay we'd like this one this one this one this one I'm like oh oh, uh, uh, you, oh you want me to actually write those <laughs> yeah now, now you're on the hook see this is between you and me is that people always make fun of me they say your first answer is always no and that's because I'm afraid of digging a hole that I can't get out of or that's going to be a lot of work to get out of and that's what you've done because now you've actually got to write these things no, well I wrote the first one and, uh, and, and funny enough I, I started to write it and then I immediately changed it. It's like, I'm going to write this from first person. And I wanted to write it and make it personal. So it's called uh, Why Professional Photographers Might Actually Hate Photography. There's a link to that article in the Bombardier's Lounge if you want to go read it. It's a, it's a pretty quick read, about three or four minutes. 
and 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 I'm pretty proud of it. As as a first outing, it's had a good response, and they said they liked it, and they want me to write some more. So, all right, I will post those as as I come up with them. I have to go back to that email and try and figure out what the impetus was behind behind each one of those ideas that I pitched for them. So, uh, but yes. yeah, <laughs> that's my problem. Is I would I would be like, this idea, and then about ten minutes into writing it, I'd be like, oh no, this is horrible. This needs to go in a different direction, and now I haven't cleared the different direction, and now we're now I've got to write an article about something I don't believe in anymore. Well, it's, it's actually pretty cool because they don't have deadlines, and there's no minimum. You just sort of like write as right. you like, and then yeah, that makes send it, it to them. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And and uh, since we get so much of our photography news stuff from Petapixel, I think it's cool that I get to be a contributing writer for them now. So that's all right. Yeah, I think it's very cool. So go check it out, and you're going to put the link in, right? Yes, and the link is already in the Bombardier's launch. I will also add it to the description, and I also wanted to say this. I put out a new, both you and I put out new YouTube videos this week. So if you don't follow mm. Boo Ray Perry on YouTube and follow me, Gary Hughes, on YouTube, go ahead and do that because both of us are putting out mediocre content that I think that you'll enjoy. Yes, um, yes absolutely. I, I stepped on a landmine. You know that scene in like every Vietnam movie where the guy comes out of the jungle and his foot touches the ground and you hear, you know, and you right. know that he has stepped on a landmine? I stepped on the landmine of antagonizing Canon R7 users. I really okay. did. Oh, my God. This is my, my latest video was called uh, the Canon R7 Three Potential Problems. And so I did all the research, looked at all the specs, watched a bunch of videos from uh, YouTubers who had their had the camera in their hands and were doing initial reviews and stuff. And I thought of three things based on all that information that I hadn't heard about or things that might concern me and then, you know, who the camera would be for. And so I made like a six and a half minute video about it. And every time you make a video about a particular camera or brand and you bring up anything that's not 100% in love with it, people just, especially on YouTube, they just, they just beat you to death in the comments. And it's uh, it's kind of great because you can tell that they didn't watch the whole video or whatever. But right, right. But it is uh, anyway. I, you know, the thing is, and here's the honest to God's truth about it. A lot of times when you're making YouTube videos and you're trying to get people to watch them, I could make a really great, informative, instructional video on how to make great money with your photography business, and basically no one would watch it. But if I make right. a five-minute video with my big head bobbling up there talking about whatever new camera Canon has put out, it's going to get 10, 20, 30,000 views as opposed to my normal like 1,500, 2,000 views. And, and we know this. And all content creators on YouTube know this and they learn this eventually that there is every time there's a big new product launch, there's a wave in the algorithm that you just sort of create something to get on it and ride it and get eyes on your content. And people complain about how shallow some of that content is. And I agree, compared to many other things, it is shallow. Just talking about a camera that's coming out is relatively shallow. However, if all of you people who do this, who watch these videos, didn't click on it, watch it, comment on it, interact with it, share it, even if you share it to say, I hate this guy's stupid face, everybody on YouTube would stop making these videos if you stopped yep. watching them. Yep. If you stopped yep. watching and interacting with them, even your negative interaction is pushing my video further in the algorithm. I've been getting like I've been getting like 2000 views a day on this video or more. And it's because and there's just as much it's actually my least liked video it has the most thumbs down of any video I've ever made. <laughs> like normally if you're if your thumbs up percentage is about 90% or higher, that's decent. You know, a lot of times you're even higher, 95% or higher. This has like a 77% thumbs up, which is the lowest I've ever ever made. I watched the video. I thought it was well thought out. I thought your points were completely valid. I don't remember all three, but I remember one of them you talked about on the show last week, which was that Canon does not produce a good lineup of crop sensor lenses. Not yet. They have not yet. Right, yeah. not yet. And you talked about that on the show last week, and I thought, yeah, that's completely valid that you know if you're going to get into the 7 and you're going to get a crop sensor camera, you're going to be buying all of these lenses that are made for full frame. Right. You know, Or using and, and, lenses that are 10 years old. Yeah. Right. Or yeah, and I'm like, yep, that's valid. Sure, that's. But boy, you don't don't talk bad about my camera, dude. Ooh, I don't. Wasn't I, dude? I didn't talk bad about anything. I said based on the information, I have these concerns, right. and I said I think it's going to be a hit. I think it's going to be a great camera, and for the people that it's intended for, they're going to love it. 
but nobody listens to that. All they hear is it like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. But, but that's fine. If you make YouTube videos, you're used to it. And I don't get upset about the negative comments. But I did want to say just about YouTube stuff in general. If you all, not you bombardiers, just the other people, would pe- if people would stop interacting with that content and, and, and searching for it and hunting it down and watching it and consuming it voraciously, YouTubers only make the content that works. That's why they do it. And so if it didn't work, nobody would do it. And so, you know, it just, I was a little kind of... It's so a it's little, your fault is what, what, he, what Gary's saying. Is it's, it's all, all your, your fault. fault. No, I'm, I'm yeah. guilty of that too. I can't tell you how many M1 sure. MacBook Pro videos I watched and, and, and just getting, you know, watching the same stuff from different people over and over and over again, speculating about what thing Apple might come out with next or what thing Canon or, or Fuji might come out with next. I try to get all that information and absorb it. And uh, honestly, it's fun to speculate. And I don't get my feelings hurt when someone has a point of view that I, I don't necessarily support. I just go, oh, and then I add that to the knowledge base, and then I move on. But th- th- there's an ickiness that goes with having to make the content that isn't the content you really want to make. It's just yeah. the content to to ride that wave in the algorithm to get eyes on your video. And if you want to grow your channel so that you get the opportunity to make better content that more people see, you have to make those kind of thin tentpole speculation videos or else people don't go looking for it. And so you kind of have to figure out how to ride the algorithm. And it does feel a little, it's like, yeah, I know it's not the deepest, best content that I make, but also it's you have to. It's how the game is played. You need to make your titles click clickbaity, and you need to make videos that people are actually searching for, or no one is going to find your content. And that's yeah. just how YouTube works. Yeah, if, you, if 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 that's your goal to grow your channel, then you've got to play the game. Yeah, and if you There's go no back, even it. even like Peter McKinnon and those guys with millions of followers, you go back to their early stuff. And they were doing the same thing. And when you get big enough, then camera companies start sending you cameras and lenses and people give you stuff to talk about. Or you're making enough money where you have the freedom to like get outside your office or your studio and go and make more interesting content. But as it is, you have to kind of play smart. You have to box clever when with a YouTube channel. It's like, okay, what's going to take up? I can make the best quality I can in the least amount of time possible and topics that people are actually looking for so people will follow my content and hopefully they'll like my personality and the way I present so that they'll follow me. And one out of every 100 people that click subscribe is actually going to interact with the content you put out later. So the, the, you have to manipulate the algorithm until you're so your audience is big enough to where even if you have 100,000 subscribers, only 10,000 of those people are your like real core people and will watch every video you make. And so to make right. to be able to make the content you want for 10,000 people, you have to get 100,000 people to watch you. And so that's just the nature of the beast. But anyway, uh, I'm I'm pretty amused by how angry people are when I said so many <laughs> nice things about this camera and they're still so mad at me. But anyway, I'll, there's a link to that in the Bombardier's Lounge and you can check that out at your leisure. And Boo Ray just put out a video about uh, his skepticism about the X-H2S. Don't mess with my yeah. buttons. And Don't mess with my buttons. Yeah, they, I, that, because this camera's not for me. I'm waiting for the XH2, but I'm sure the XH2 is going to be just like the SHS in XH2S, and that they've changed the buttons a little bit, and mainly the two wheels, the two command dial wheels that are on the button, one on your front finger, one on your back thumb, um, they're clickable on the X-T4. So they serve dual functions, and they removed that. Yes, yeah. And that's like, Mm, okay, so like the way I use this camera every day, one of those buttons has to be clickable. Right. So now it would be a major thing for me to try and rearrange how this is done. And so because to change the ISO, I'll have to go to a different button and click that button. And then I can turn a thing to change the ISO and then go back and click that button, which is kind of the way it was on the Canon. And it's exactly the way it was on the Canon. And I always liked that with the Fuji, I, it was the same button. I could just It was like, it's my shutter speed. I click it and now it's my ISO. I click right. it and it's back to shutter speed, and I've always liked that. And now they're taking it away. Well, yeah, yeah. And well, there's other things too. Yeah, but are you getting any hate on that video? Or are people beating you up on the comments? A little bit, a, a little bit. But I, I think most of the people who watch my videos, a lot of them, they're not hardcore pros. It's you know, it's 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 hobbyists and people who love the X100V, and so a lot of them. 
and are more prone to be able to take a step back and just go, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if I would like that or not. You know, I, I find a lot of the people who who um, who watch my channel are just more um, reflective and able to uh, yeah. engage in a nice conversation about where compared to the trolls that watch. Oh your yeah, dude, dude, dude. Seriously, <laughs> all I get, I get the, I get angry bird photographers. They hate me angry yeah, see, they're I don't so really angry get that. at me i get the bird yeah. photographers who are just with an axe to grind and i'm like okay well you know what come you are my people now you know you i, I will welcome but i also you. think here but i also think there's something to this i present myself as just a dude sitting in front of a, his computer and talking like a friend of yours you present yourself much more as a professional I mean, your your videos are more professional. Your lighting is more professional. Everything about your videos is more professional. And I think people are much more quick to rag on somebody who looks like they're a professional at something than they are to somebody who just looks like some slop, you know, sitting in his in his office. You forget that I also have a very punchable face. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. So I mean, that's probably it. Like people are like, fact, that should be the name of your channel, Punchable Face. Punchable Face. We can change the podcast to. Gray Wolf and the Punchable Face. Oh, man. God, that'd be yeah. great. The that Gray Wolf. Great. All right. Uh, Gray Wolf and the Punchable Face is written and produced by <laughs> Blu-ray Perry and Gary Hughes. You can find us online at facebook.com slash groups slash Bombardiers Lounge. Bombardiers. Oh. Our website is photobombpodcast.com. Gary's website is hughesfioretti.com. So it is? My website is Blu-rayPerry.com, and you can email us questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you back here next week. See you later. Bye.